1: Game 730 AM Studio is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident.
2: The views and positions expressed in this program are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the views and positions of the Game 730 AM. Some may find the content of this program controversial or offensive. Time to break the game. Put on your big boy pants and buckle up. This isn't a safe space for weak takes or whining. You can say that this sports radio show is offensive-minded. Call the show at 517-300-4263. Text or call us through the game, 730 AM Message the game, 730 AM on Facebook.
3: Again, again, again. Beanie's back.
1: Tell a friend. friend, friend. Guess who's back. Guess who's back. Guess who's back. Guess who's back. Guess
2: who's back. Guess who's back. Guess who's back. Now, here's your host and professional hell raiser, Beanie Howell.
1: Oh. The Detroit Red Wings are back for another season on the Lansing Sports Network. He
4: shoots, he
5: scores on the back end.
1: Lansing's big talker, 1240 WJIM. Never miss a game again, whether you're on the go or just like doing it the old-fashioned way and sitting around the Perkins
4: radio. scores from the
1: Every face-off and every playoff can be heard on Lansing's exclusive home for Detroit Red Wings hockey. 1240 WJIM, Lansing's only home for hockey.
2: You might be mad at what he just said, but it's okay. He's ready for your opinions too. Beanie Howell with Offensive mind on Lansing's Lansing's only sports station. The game, 730 a.m.
4: What appealed to you the most about this shop? Well, there was a lot to like. I just felt the fit was was great in regards to what I value, in regards to this community, this fan base, uh, a program of substance. Listening to Alan and his vision for the place uh, was right in line on how I like to do things. And so there's a lot there, this passionate fan base. I think you can win at a high level. There's some serious work to do here, and I'm excited about diving into it.
6: There goes your man. That's mm. your new football coach, Michigan State. Jonathan Smith making his first public appearance, I guess you'd call it, as the 26th head football coach in Michigan State. That's the story today in this little green and white corner of the universe.
5: Dude, if he brings that music and just plays it everywhere he goes, will I'll be his biggest fan forever. Gotta love the Pixies. Are you saying I have an opportunity to moonlight? <laughs> As his personal DJ. <laughs> yeah, man, coming at you this hour, we got more Pixies out of the way. And an interview with Coach John Smith. You know, I great. would
6: say that's a crazy idea, but the last guy hired his own band, brand <laughs> ambassador who wrote a 53-page brand guidelines. <laughs> Meanwhile, accomplished absolutely nothing. Yeah, right. So yeah. maybe it's not the craziest idea. But hey, welcome aboard, everybody, as well. we get started this Tuesday afternoon. So, yeah, the Jonathan Smith era is now officially underway. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here, Mr. Goff, the DeWitt dream. Yes, Steve, sir. Cousin of Jared Goff himself.
5: Ugh. Don't know if I want to admit to that right now. Yeah, we can Lately. get to them. We, we need to make time for the
6: Lions today because we, we didn't have enough for them yesterday. And I think we will, but it's going to be day number two of Jonathan Smith-a-palooza here mm-hmm. on Offensive Minded. And look... Um, I won the press conference. Okay. But you know what? Big deal. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. Even Mel Tucker won the press conference. But I will say this. Look, I don't know if this is going to work out. I don't know if this guy is going to get Michigan State back to where it was in the glory years of D'Antonio. I don't know if this guy is going to make the playoffs. Like, I don't know, what, every couple of years like we expect him to. I don't know if he's going to average near 10 wins a year. I don't know if he's going to beat Michigan half the time like many of us hope and expect him to don't know i don't know if he's gonna get players i don't know if he's gonna get his defensive coordinator to follow him here and implement that awesome hybrid 3-4-4-3 personnel defense he runs i don't know but i'll tell you this it's nice to have a coach at michigan state again who can speak Mm. my god it's been a minute yeah i mean i'll be honest i thought d'antonio was pretty bad on the mic but it was more born out of a not wanting to be there, Stayed. <laughs> very stayed and very stoic. Yeah, he just he was doing what he had to do contractually, appearing before the media like he had to to earn his paycheck. He wasn't yeah. interested in spending time with them. Tucker was just so much worse. Did Tucker ever not have a stutter in any
5: sentence he ever spoke? i i can't answer that question
6: on any given sentence mel tucker ever spoke the over under on stutters was set at a bare minimum of four and a half vegas made a lot of money in the mel tucker stutter game well <laughs> but uh look this guy can talk he's a talker man he got up there i think it's the first head coach introductory press conference for michigan state now there's only been a handful in my lifetime. Where I was like, damn, the dude needs to shut the hell up. He's, He's talking too much. Yammering on
5: and on. He really, I felt like he was coming <clears throat> after my job. Well, let's not push it. <laughs> if there's any, anybody who's the king of yammering. No, you know, I was thinking about that and I was, I was thinking about like over once they made the announcement, like it seemed like every two hours the MSU Spartans Twitter feed had a new sound clip of him talking on the plane, doing his thing. And I, I yeah. feel like we're in that era. Of li- and you got to think about it. Like life has changed a lot since Antonio was the coach. You know, people are expecting sound bites. People are expecting someone who can, who can be there on social media and have a presence. And, and oh, look, a video of the coach. And what's he saying now? And and I think he's he's young enough to appeal to that, and and open to it apparently, because he's he's not afraid to talk. I hope he doesn't have a TikTok though. I don't want that. <laughs>
6: I'm, I'm glad they got a coach who's personable. Like, he feels like a personable dude. He does. The last few, no. And by the way, I don't need that in my football coach. I'd prefer someone who can just win on the football field. But what I'm saying is, if you don't have that, and we don't know if we do yet, indications are, I guess, long-term positive, but short-term probably not so much. Mm-hmm. He's, he appeals like a genuine dude. You can feel the fire, right? Mm-hmm. There's a plan. You can feel it. There's an energy there. You can see what they liked about him. And this doesn't matter to me, but I know a lot of you listening, the number one priority in the coaching search was finding a good person. I think that is totally misguided. The best people at this are genuine sociopaths. And I'm not saying that in the colloquial sense. I mean, on a pathological level. There's a reason the people who work with the Jim Harbaugh's and Urban Myers of the world all hate their guts. If you don't believe me, ask someone who works in Beckler Hall. Sure. Everybody hates Jim Harbaugh. Not because he's a bad person, but because he wears on people. He is a psycho.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Urban Meyer, same thing. The guys who are the best, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. They're all in. It's a lot like these these CEOs in the corporate world. They're all awful, awful to be around because they are they're visionaries. They mm-hmm. have a, a singular idea of what has to happen to succeed, and they're usually right, and they are not willing to compromise. They burn people out. This is not that kind of guy. Jonathan Smith is like kind of a normal dude. By the way, before we go any further, Steve, do you think he won the press conference? I do. Yeah. If that matters to anybody. I know some people care. You can lose a press conference. It has happened. Oh, yeah. But I think he came out and won it. Now, he didn't come out and blow it out 49 to zip like Dan Campbell did. There were no kneecap sound bites, <laughs> but he did drop in a, a few, like, we're going to lose relentless, thank God, and also keep chopping. Rest in peace. Couldn't <laughs> be gone fast enough, as far as I'm concerned. Now we've got low ego, high, what do he say? I already forgot it. We got to work on the marketing, because I can't even remember it, and it's like four hours there, old. There'll
5: be a post about it soon. Low maybe ego, high results, something, something like, like that. that yeah. yeah. Cool. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, back to the basics, man. I mean, that's what he needs to do. He's—I I heard your show a little bit yesterday, and I think—I think, I think um, you're aware. I mean, he said it. There's—there's there's work to be done here, and he's not afraid to roll up his sleeves and get to it. And there is a lot of—I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the whole thing needs to be rebuilt from the ground up. So let's do it the right way. Well, he looks like he's getting a head start on that.
6: Have you seen the transfer portal for Michigan um, State?
5: I'm, I'm eligible. I mean, <laughs> my, my, my throwing arm isn't what it used to be, but, but I can play quarterback. So all scholarship quarterbacks are now in the portal. Gone. For Michigan State. I don't even know if score far. I, I he's not a scholarship like, player, right? Correct. And I think he's already graduated officially from okay. state, so I don't know if he's even got eligibility. I could be wrong. He is a DeWitt guy. I should, uh, I should ask some sources in DeWitt. You he um, heard it here first. Andrew Scorfar, starting quarterback for Michigan No, State. I didn't say that, um, but, but, I mean, he's, he would be all that's left.
6: Okay, so, look, um, I see a lot of hand ringing on that already, and I'm kind of getting in my head, ahead of myself here. see a lot of State fans out there. We have no quarterbacks on the roster! Just wait, it's early. First God. of all, yes, that's true, but also, there are going to be a lot of quarterbacks available. They are, already are. By the way, did you see the kid... <laughs> the washington state quarterback i forget his name is in the portal and there's a report today he already has like seven million plus dollar offers oh wow to, to transfer through nil insane this is <laughs> wow i mean look i always wanted these guys getting paid but what a mess it's become
5: is, anyway um, is there any traction on um on john smith trying to get the backup from oregon state that's, that he recruited so heavily that's
6: where i'm going aiden childs yeah is his name 6-2 athletic freak of nature he's no sam levitt oh oh too soon yeah we'll get to that <laughs> but aiden childs is probably going to be in the portal he posted this really quick cryptic um instagram video right after jonathan smith was announced as the next michigan state head coach though so you can interpret that how you want maybe that means I don't know. Maybe that means he's joining Sam Levitt in the We Hate Jonathan Smith fan club.
5: Or? Opposite, or whatever that or is. Or maybe John Smith got in his ear and said, Hey, I may or may not be here at the end of the season. Keep your options open, kid. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure that's probably illegal. Um, but, but so I mean. So is paying people as as a way of recruiting. Saint yeah. Dick. But well, that doesn't stop anybody. No, right. And sign stealing. But if he, if he really likes... Illicit- manners yeah. <laughs> that's it. allegedly if if uh he likes john smith still even though he was the backup this year there was a, a red shirt senior that was the the quarterback the guy from clemson dj Uyungalele. Yeah. by the way he's back he'll be back next year he'll be back he has so, another year so that it would make but sense he could transfer
6: too True. but then like he can't play right away right so why do it yeah but yeah aiden childs is probably the number one target for Jonathan Smith at Michigan State right now for quarterback if you haven't watched him play Oregon State played him every game well not, I shouldn't say that nine of the 12 games he had like scripted series right he was used situationally the dude is an absolute freak of nature athletically you can see it like pretty pretty impressive talent uh, but he can throw the ball to he can spin it so yeah. he was a four-star recruit I think he was a top 100 national quarterback yep if he does enter the portal, he will instantly be one of the most sought after. So if Michigan State wants him, it's not, they're not going to get him just because his old coach came here. It's going to take a bag of money.
5: Mm.
6: Now, that's what I was going to get to, Steve. We're going to find out real quick how serious Michigan State is about football. Because I thought the bigger question about this hire was not about who they would wind up with, but would be about are they serious about contending? The whole thing changes next year. If you win 10 games you're going to be in the playoff. Like that's basically how it's going to work from here on out. Certain, you know, like uh certain exceptions here and there. Generally, win double digit games, you're probably going to be in the playoff at least in the mix. Or you're going to get a huge extension.
5: <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> I actually heard one of your callers yesterday make a great point and said <laughs> the Tucker rule. Yes, let's let's do that. Let's just say look, if you win 10 games, Attaboy, way to go, but we're going to hold off on this giant million extension. For now, you know, let's make this a consistent thing first.
6: I keep getting derailed, but I gotta ask, why are people so upset about that still? Why were you upset in the... First of all, why were you upset in the moment? It ain't your money. Who gives a damn?
5: It isn't. And also,
6: it doesn't matter... (laughs)
5: now the university's, you know, got to litigate to not have to pay it out. That doesn't matter to me. It doesn't affect me at all. That's still not our problem and our money. not coming out of my paycheck. And by the way, shouldn't you be celebrating? Like,
6: dude, the guy... (laughs) Let me make that FCC compliant. The guy self-destructed his way out of that money.
5: Who cares? Is that your chair? Yeah,
6: there's a squeaky chair in here. Either that or there's somebody squeaking around the hall. it's one of these chairs. And every day... Well, every other day I switch it and the next day I come in. Someone on the morning show is keen <laughs> to my trick. Anyway, point is, um, why do you care about the Tucker money? Who cares? It didn't yeah. happen anyway. By the way, I get that he didn't deserve that. I understand. But also, I took that as a good sign. Because even though it may have been BS that LSU was kicking the tires on him and it probably was a story planted by Tucker's agent and it worked. Who cares? It showed that Michigan State was willing to pony up to keep a coach. Yeah. At, at least that w- the percep- perception was other people wanted to poach. Yeah, that's a good thing to have out on your program. That's part of why they got Jonathan Smith. And by the way, he's making seven and a quarter million dollars. He has a seven-year deal. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Okay, there there are things built in to escalate that, but we'll worry about that when we get there. You know what? Before we go any further, Steve, I just got to ask: before we dig in any more on jonathan smith and what this is going to look like can i ask a question about today's press conference yeah specifically about the local media core what the hell is going on first of all we gotta stop giving the microphone to fred god bless him i get it he's been here a long time he's got a lot of media bona fides fine i don't dispute any of that i don't know him But my interactions with him have all been wonderful. Seems like a great dude. And Tim speaks very highly of Fred. Okay, fine. All well and good. Here's the thing that question to start the press conference today, embarrassing. And not just to Fred, that embarrassed me about being part of the media attached to this school. First question Coach, be honest. Did you have a green tie before this or did you have to go out and get one? What are we? This is a Big Ten market. Ask a serious question. Take it serious. Mm -hmm. The guy has a serious job. He has some serious work cut out for him. And you want to start it off asking about his tie? How stupid. What are we doing? And I thought, like, I get it. Like, it's kind of folksy and cute. And that wasn't the real question Fred asked an actual. Fine. Yeah. But that's humiliating, man. like the
5: icebreaker to
6: get in there, but yeah. People... People around here get upset about the criticism about Michigan State being like a Mickey Mouse or organization. Look, it ain't just the school. The media around this place helps earn it this reputation. You know what happens when a coach is hired in the SEC? You know what the first question he gets is, "How are you going to turn this around?"
5: Which, which is a pretty legitimate question.
6: Or what do you have to say to the fans who have suffered through back-to-back losing seasons and results that are not commensurate? To the resources around here? What do you have to say to the fans who are maybe a little underwhelmed that you're the guy now, and why should they support you and believe in you? That's a good first question. Not, geez, you have a green tie already? What are we, what, what are we doing? And what, by the way, can you imagine being a journalism student like at Michigan State, and you witness that? Hmm. What kind of message did that send? They're they're beating into these kids like you're not going to get an opportunity. you got to make the most of what little sliver of chance you get. And then you see the the guy who's perhaps most revered in this market has like 50-plus years experience just like Tim. He gets out of deference and out of, what, seniority and out of respect, all earned. Mm -hmm. He gets the first question, and it's, does you have a green tie? I'm embarrassed by that. It ain't just him. I don't know if it was the second or third question, but Stephen Brooks, who you know we've had on these airwaves before, says, hey, coach, could you share some of your one-liners or slogans you might have for this program? Maybe it wasn't Steven Brooks. I shouldn't say that. Somebody asked that, though. Mm. That was another question. What? Can't we just be happy Relentless is gone? Do we have to dig into this BS right away? There are legitimate questions to ask this guy. There's a lot to go over. But our media is out there doing the best impression of the actual football team, tripping all over themselves. Mm. What a bumbling clown
5: show. What the hell? Does that bother you or is it just me? Well, I mean, I think it's a little odd, to say the least.
6: (laughs) Yeah. Like, if you you had no idea and you couldn't see, like, the picture on the TV and you were just listening, you didn't recognize the voices, you didn't Mm -hmm. know the players, would you think that that was the introductory press conference for a Big Ten football program. Yeah. I would think it's Podunk
5: BFE High School introducing its new varsity swimming coach. I think it definitely makes you do the old RCA dog head tilt. <laughs> That's a really nice way of distilling down all the mean things I just <laughs> said. You could count on me for that. But I appreciate it. Thank you for
4: taking the edge off. <laughs> But
5: for real right it's not yeah, just i mean me. no I, I i think that's an odd question i i i respect him though i, I respect fred and i think that he was probably just kind of i don't know probably trying to just make it light to begin with before going all in and you know why you know. he's done this forever i don't know it's hard to say
6: you know what else look i've been in those press conferences as a younger media member And I've lost the opportunity to ask a question because sometimes there's just not enough time. Not everybody gets to ask a question. And I get pissed because actual finite amount of uh, question time goes to BS like that. Yeah. That's just, it's embarrassing, but it's unprofessional. And it's a a discourtesy to the other
5: people you share that media core with. Now, would you say something to the fellow Uh, Media people, if you were there and the conference was over, would you say, really? That's what you wanted to ask? So I've been in those situations, and I'll tell you the way it works around here.
6: Just like everything else, like it's this whole Midwest nice culture takes priority. (laughs) Nobody wants to criticize anyone. And sports writers are really good at dishing out criticism about anyone or anything. Lots of them are really good about weighing in on stuff they have no expertise on, like politics, politics. police brutality against minorities things like they love weighing in on this stuff and they love casting a wide net to criticize all cops and all law enforcement the funny thing is they are so critical about how like cops defend each other blindly sports writers do the same damn thing Mm -hmm. they do the same damn thing when someone from outside criticizes the sports media they all go into hive mind It's like the queen bee needs... Yep. You need to help build the hive. (laughs) Protect the queen. How stupid. Anyway, whatever. I've spent too much time on that.
5: Really did bother me. (laughs) Legitimately. (laughs) I don't know. um, Look... I haven't seen you this fired up since uh, Michigan State's first loss of the season in the basketball uh, arena. Oh, two weeks ago? Yeah. Hey, you'll get to see Jonathan Smith
6: tonight. Mm-hmm. He's at the, the Georgia Southern game. Not you, Steve, because I think you're going to Wicked. I, I will,
5: Not Wicked, but, but the Wharton. Oh, Hairspray. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: Two great opportunities for entertainment tonight on yes. campus. You can watch Michigan State destroy a winless FCS program. Excuse me. Mid-major. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still in football season mode. I'll yeah. get there. Or you can take in hairspray at the Wharton. I tell you what, they got a great lineup this year. Normally, I would make fun of a sports guy making the choice you did, but I got to be
5: honest. I think you made the more entertaining call. <laughs> we uh, we have a, we are a big lover of the theater in our family, so hey, anyway, nothing wrong with that. No, but uh, but yeah, I, I I'm more concerned about the traffic getting there because of the game. But then again, who knows? They're giving away tickets. Is that right? Yeah. They're having trouble selling it I just now? I just saw that there Should were we tickets as them? low as five dollars, and I was like, "Oh, well, you know." So they're not literally giving them. Away. No, but you know, I'm it's surprised. not like AEW no. events. <laughs> Buy one <laughs> get for eight, eight free. <laughs> no, I um, I, I, actually, I'd like to see a bigger crowd there. I mean, yeah, sure. It's it's not a, a sexy name, so to speak, you know. But it'd be nice to see Spartan Nation show up. You know, the Breslin's such a great Oh, it'll venue. be full. It'll yeah. be full. Hopefully by the time the tip-off happens. Yeah, and he'll get a a, a warm welcome and ovation. Yeah, comes absolutely. Up half-time. I'll
6: be interested to hear what he says. It's going to sound so much better than the last two guys, that's for sure, because he can actually talk. Yeah. And I believe he's a better coach than the last guy already. The last guy was just kind of like a con man marketer. I think Smith can coach. I think
5: we've seen that. He's... He, he has legitimate uh, track record behind him. I, I, you know, looking back at Mel Tucker's y- y- resume, I, I just, I don't get it. It was thin. You can say it very thin. I, 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 Remember, I get it. it I, I know pan- there's, there's other stuff behind the scenes to hire Coach Mel. But it was but the context. It was a panic hire. Yeah, and and unfortunately, it didn't work out so well, and. Um, but just actually, looking at the stats on paper. Actually, Steve, fortunately. Yeah. Okay, fortunately, fortunately what yes, happened, yes, happened, you're really. right. Thank you for correcting me. That is, <laughs> you are right. <laughs> but, but, you know, I think that the due diligence is there. I wonder how the, um, the financial backing of this hire is feeling about this hire. Well, my understanding is
6: Michigan State is paying for, if not all, almost all of this. Didn't that they need to go outside of their... That they didn't really have to, no, ask the personal depositories yes. <laughs> to weigh in. Now, I'm sure they're supportive, nonetheless. You have to get those people on board regardless yeah. if you need their money right now or not because you're going to eventually. I'm interested. We'll get more details today we're supposed to, but what we know so far is it's a seven-year deal and in the first year is like $7.25 million. Yeah. So, look... Um, so if, you, if you factor in like appreciation that makes sense for the, they hired mel tucker at like six something not his extension his first yeah. deal so and I, my understanding is there's some escalators built in we'll try to get that to you if it comes out before we're off air today but otherwise it will know eventually because it's all public information but uh, back to fans freaking out over the quarterback situation because there's no scholarship quarterback Don't worry. The dude's a quarterback. He'll find someone in the portal. And if Michigan State... The more important thing, though, is we'll find out just how serious Michigan State is. Because if they're serious about making this a real thing under this dude, they'll give him a bag of money to lure Mm -hmm. Aiden Childs here or, or someone like that. So we'll see. There are lots of guys available. They'll find somebody. Sam Levitt left, by the way. If you didn't know that story Steve alluded to earlier... So you think you might think, why would he leave? He's an Oregon guy, and now the head coach is Oregon State. So that's exactly why he's leaving, because from Sam Levitt's own mouth, he told Spartans Illustrated last night, Jonathan Smith and Oregon State never offered him in the recruiting process, and he openly admitted he's bitter and holding a grudge.
5: And told Coach Smith that. In a meeting yesterday. Yeah. And you know what? I respect that. Hey, at least he was honest. Yeah. You know what? That guy has more
6: balls than most adults, and he's, what, 18? Good for him. Stand up for what you believe in, dude, and and go out there and be somebody. Good luck wherever you land. Mm -hmm. Sorry it didn't work out here. But, of course, that's not how this fan base, and it's not just a Michigan State fan, but that's not how fans handle it. You should see the kind of just absolute embarrassment
5: Spartan fans are tweeting at that guy. You couldn't blame really anyone on this team for jumping ship at this point. After what they no. had to go through, it's like... No, but they're mad that he's
6: holding a personal grudge against Smith, and that's why he's leaving. That's, that's this is nobody's coming, business. Here's the thing. That's coming from grown-ass adults who make big life and business decisions all the time based on that same level of pity, uh, petty and petulant grievance, yeah. perceived or otherwise. Mm-hmm. You do it all the time. The difference is this 18-year-old has the balls... Or the, the lack of concern about what you think to come out and say that that's why. He's,
5: he's got to do what's right for him.
6: I appreciate that he said, look, I'm, I'm bitter. I yep. got a grudge against a guy. I'm not ready to forgive or forget. So see ya. Right. Good for him. Mm-hmm. He said, he told Spartans Illustrated, I wasn't good enough when, they, when I was in high school, but now all of a sudden I'm good enough. They want me? Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And the reporter asked, so is there any chance you could change your mind? And he said, quote, yeah, I'm just kind of done which is Gen Z for bleep off. (laughs) See you in hell. (laughs) Right. Good for him, dude. I respect that.
5: Honestly. Look, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. I bet you Jonathan Smith respected that. I bet he did too. I bet he shook the kid's hand and said, all right, we'll see you down the road. Mm -hmm. Hope we get to play. If not, best of luck. Same thing he probably said to him when he (laughs) didn't recruit. him. Yeah. I don't blame him at all for feeling that way. Yeah. So go on, he'll, I, I, he'll land on his he feet. He was in the same uh, state, right? He's from that area. He's from something called, I don't know where West Lynn, Oregon is. Okay, yeah, I've heard but, of West Lynn, but he's he was under Aiden Shiles on the Aiden Shiles is from California, though. Okay, but over the overall quarterback oh, yeah. situation, he was oh, yeah. much further down the list. And remember,
6: Levitt was already committed to Washington State, and State flipped him pretty late in the process. Yeah. How? I don't know. Do the math. Yeah. How do guys get flipped now late in the process? I think you know. Mm. Cha-ching? No boy. Probably. I don't, I don't know that, though. Anyway.
4: Yeah.
5: anyway. For everyone freaking out about the quarterback situation, don't worry. The, the coach is a quarterback. Well, look at the situation. You, are you really sad? to? Say, I can say it now because he's leaving. Are you really sad about Noah Kim going away? No, I'm not. <coughs>
6: I'm sad about Levitt. And to a lesser extent, Hauser. But Levitt had the most potential. You could see it because he could create with his legs, too. Mm-hmm. And the arm looked stronger than Hauser's.
5: But... Yeah, Hauser you know, has a tendency to kind of float.
6: Yeah, he did. Isn't that weird? He was another elite 11 quarterback, just like Levitt was. Mm-hmm. But he, he looks like he doesn't have the arm strength. Now, maybe he was hurt. We don't know. Yeah. And they wouldn't tell us if he were. Anyway, if you're freaking out about the quarterback situation on the roster at MSU football right now, let me do you a favor. There are far worse issues, specifically offensive line. Mm. And even if they get all of those guys that are eligible to come back, it's like Judd Heathcote said, the good news is we got everybody back. The bad, bad news, news is we got everybody back. <laughs> that <laughs> offensive line has been so bad. They need big, nasty mofos to run this offense. That's what it's predicated on. I believe this coach can find and identify and recruit and develop them. But in the portal, it's really hard to do. First of all, most of the kids that are in the portal are there for a reason. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. Second of all, when you do get like the diamonds out there, they're going to be in high demand, which is going to drive the cost up. Yep. So you know what's more integral to Jonathan Smith's offense working in year one offensive lineman, not quarterback. Yeah, that's important too. But if you want to be able to run this scheme, it is run first This is the San Francisco 49ers offense. It's all about motion Mm -hmm. and confusion and misdirection pre-snap based on a potent heavy zone run scheme. Which was fine at Oregon State. Well, he had to build it the hard way. But that's not there. It's the same thing to a certain, maybe a little bit lesser of a degree, but he came in there and had to build that up. Mm-hmm. It can't take as long here. He just, it just can't. Because this fan base ain't going to stand for it. Michigan State ain't paying him seven and a quarter to take till year four to have more wins than losses. And like I said yesterday, I'm not going to change on this. I don't care how many more guys go in the portal. He's got to win seven games this year.
5: Mm-hmm. Looking at the schedule. I, it's soft. I, I, was look, I was listening to uh, somebody that called in yesterday, too. And, and I think they said that he could even win eight. I agree with eight. Yeah. Uh, Look, I get that there's... Win the first four, lose the middle four, win the last four. There's a
6: hemorrhage of talent from the roster, I understand. But also, this isn't the first time that's happened to a school. Nope. Also, is it that bad to lose a bunch of these guys? Did you notice the last couple of years? (laughs) Now, it's not all on them. And that's the other thing. A new coaching staff can make a huge difference. We talked about it yesterday. 2002, disaster. State yep. goes 4-8, loses to Michigan 49-3, to three, gets the coach fired. Next year, total charlatan comes in but flips it on its head. 8-4, they almost beat Michigan. It makes a difference. Things mm-hmm. can change in a hurry. Yeah. So don't panic. But if you are going to panic about something, it shouldn't be quarterback. It should be offensive line.
5: Offensive line.
6: <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Something else. Uh, you know what a high priority to me is, is... His defensive coordinator. Because it's pretty clear he wants Trent Bray to follow him over from Oregon State. The problem is, Trent Bray is staying behind through the bowl game. And? And he wants the permanent job. And, like Jonathan Smith, that's his alma mater, too. Mm. He's a young dude. He's 40. But his defense is dope, man. It's this um, hybrid 4-3 that uses 3-4 personnel. I know that sounds like a football nerd nerding out. The best way I can describe it in layman's terms is it reminds me of the Baltimore Ravens defense. And they behave like that pre-snap. It's all about disguise. Disguising yeah. coverages, disguising pressure packages, which I think is the smartest thing a defensive coordinator in college can do because college passers are not as good at, as NFL quarterbacks at diagnosing the defense. Right. So you should be doing, just like Jonathan Smith's offense is all about that pre-snap movement to right. confuse the defense, his defense is, the, is a reflection of that. That's why they got to get this Trent Bray guy, man. But he's not even the interim head coach there, but he's making a run at the permanent job. I, I don't know. I got to believe he's not going to get that job or else he'd be the interim, right? They yeah. think he's probably too young. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to pay him a pretty penny because apparently USC is interested in him too. There you go. So it's probably going to cost $2 bucks to get him as your defensive coordinator. I think it'd be worth it. Dude's awesome. Awesome defense. I would love to have that here. If not, there are other options. But please, for the love of God, people, please stop mentioning Jim Leonard from Wisconsin. Jim Leonard, I know, had great defenses at Wisconsin. But there's a reason that he was elevated to interim head coach where he built a resume as a great defensive coordinator at his alma mater, and then they didn't pick him.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And not only did they not pick him, but Luke Fickle didn't retain him, and he couldn't even find another D coordinator job. He was an analyst all season for Illinois. I don't want that as my defensive coordinator. Sorry. Now, maybe he can you know, recreate himself and light the fire again. Cool. I just don't want to find out whether he can or not. I'd like to be the school that goes out and gets a proven guy who's still up and coming like Trent Bray. Yeah. If it's not him, there are other options too. So we'll see. Uh, We can get more into this. You tell me though, Jonathan Smith, the introductory press conference. I don't want to get into that. Who cares if he won or lost a press conference? Doesn't mean anything. Just the overall expectations now that it's official. Other stuff we need to get into today. Lions. You want to talk a little Red Wings? There's some Red Wings news. They're getting, an, they're getting a new player, a guy who you hated for years, Red Wings fans. We'll talk about that. And also, if we have time, do you want to talk about the Pistons? They made history last night. <laughs> Tied for the worst losing streak in franchise history 14 in a row. Got to be proud. Hey, listen. Let's we'll set it all offseason. Monty Williams' number one job in year one make the Pistons relevant. Well, he's done it. <laughs>
0: who get it done.
1: It's the White Law PLLC Tailgate Show on the Lansing Sports Network, the Big Talker 1240 WJIM, and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, a tradition in Lansing for over 20 years. With your hosts, the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell. Powered by White Law PLLC. Doubting Industries, Shoe & Sons Recycling Industrial Services, Gravity Smokehouse, and Chandler's Top Shelf. This is the White Law PLLC apply today at penfed.org slash savings federally insured by ncua five dollar minimum to open account to receive any advertised product you must become a member of penfed penfed's Pen- got great rates for everyone hope you stretched during that time out oh, we're, we're back, back for more sports, sports. it's the game 7 30 a.m i think i pulled a hammy
6: A total BS back here on Offensive Minded. Beanie with the do-it dream himself, Steve Goff. Many men have bled the same blood. Beanie Howe. Oh, we're done breaking down the Jonathan Smith press conference. So <laughs> if you got thoughts on that and you want to weigh in on what you expect out of the Jonathan Smith era at Michigan State, please, by all means, be my guest. Uh, I'll just I'll summarize mine for you. Uh, look, um, I don't think he gets a, a gimme year. Mm -mm. No, I think he has to come in and win seven right away. I don't care. I don't care about the hemorrhage of of talent from the roster. I don't care. This league is soft as bleep. Look at the schedule next year. Hear me out.
5: If he only gets six. Okay.
6: I'm not going to freak out over that. Okay.
5: Well, that's what I'm asking. I'm not going to be on the fire Jonathan's bandwagon (laughs) if they go six and six. Standing out like John
6: Cusack and say anything with a boombox. Yeah. No, (laughs) I won't be on that campaign.
5: Okay. But, yeah, I expect them to come in and win seven games year one. Look, they need to go to a bowl next year. Bowl eligible. I don't care if it's, you know, the the Yahoo, the in, you know, DeWitt High School Bowl or something. You know, like, uh, I, I, it doesn't matter. It's just like I'm just saying there's got to be some kind of something, some kind of accolade they can pursue. They've got to be bowl eligible. I'm looking for, yeah, I'll take that. I'm looking for seven
6: wins and not a combined score in your three biggest games. Losing (sighs) 128 to 3. Yeah. Got to do better than that. That's got to be over. You don't have to win them, but you got to look like you belong. You got it. Yep.
5: You got to find
6: a way to compete. All right. That's Uh it. It's pretty simple. That's not high expectations. I understand the gravity of the situation. But then beyond that long term, here's what I here's what I expect. Regularly challenging for 10 wins. Does -hmm. that mean if he wins nine one year, I'm going to be on the fire and bandwagon? No. But regularly challenged for 10 wins beat michigan half the time and if you do those two things that means you're probably in the playoff hunt most years so yeah make the playoffs half of the time so just slightly better than the guy at penn state yeah you got to actually win a <laughs> you big game here and there <laughs> by the way as we were talking on the white law plc tailgate show that guy's going to benefit most from the 12 team playoff because he's going to go from he never wins a big game to mm-hmm. probably regularly making the playoffs. yeah because if you win 10 games, you're basically in or at least right at the edge yeah, of being it. Every year. 517 Bass Boat Randy's on the line. Hey, man, what's up?
4: Oh, beautiful day in my hometown of DeWitt here. I tell you what, uh, before I get Attaboy. to the coach take here, I just want to let you know that um, I know Michigan probably won't win a national title. And that's not really important to me because this past weekend, uh, Michigan beating Ohio State as a MSU spin to it. Now, let me explain that real quick. Now, you know my wife has worked at MSU for 25 years, right? Yes. Well, every year, okay, it doesn't matter if uh, Michigan's beating Ohio State or not, you know, they haven't played yet, but every year that the Buckeyes uh, beat the Spartans, our neighbors are gung-ho, rabid Buckeye fans. And all you hear, every morning, afternoon, night, how about them Buckeyes? How about them Buckeyes? Well, <laughs> for the third straight year in a row, the day after the michigan game there's no buckeye flag flying and there's a choir crickets and i just man that's more important to me than any trophy now i had to share that because you know no that's a good point point i'm
6: glad you said that randy because i think what michigan did over the weekend is one of the best things in college football you have thoroughly destroyed your rivals (laughs) program like, not just won the game three years in a row, but they are shook. Ohio State is so shook, they're ready to fire a guy who's 56-7. and seven. They're ready to fire a guy who was one Marvin Harrison concussion away from winning a national championship last year. That's how in their
5: head they are about Michigan. That's incredible. You know what you should do, Randy? Randy, my piece of advice to you is you should get an Ohio State flag and fly it at half mass (laughs) or upside down the day, (laughs) the day after a big loss
6: upside down (laughs) flag means did you know flag code for United States? Some people do this. You fly your flag upside down. That means it's in distress. Oh, the nation, you should do that with a Buckeye flag because they're in distress. I
4: love it. That's right. And it's funny as you know, the Buckeyes are saying this and that it's like, Okay, Michigan's stealing. Okay, well, didn't the Buckeyes have like eight weeks to prepare for Michigan? They did. You know, I mean, after they found out. But as far as the Spartans, I see at least seven wins next year. It's nice yep. to see some blood come in. I mean, I like this coach because he's not guaranteeing victories right away, and you know, he he's he's coaching. You know, he's played against some good teams, so I'm not saying rolls boring. But if he seven eight wins and gets a decent bowl next year, why not? I I think he's. I think it's gonna do a good job. I think it's a good
6: hire. All right. Yeah. Thanks, for that Same. I appreciate the call, Randy. By the way, uh the Rose Bowl thing is over. The Big Ten Pac 12 Rose Rose Bowl thing, that's over. Mm-hmm. So sorry I'm not trying to be in jackass, but it's just I just wanted people to know that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, done. You know, because college football makes a ton of sense now. We got <laughs> East Coast teams on the West Coast, we've got California in the Big Ten. We've got a couple of California schools in the ACC. You know, because reasons. But yeah. <laughs> I thought Michigan-Ohio State, like, to Randy's point, he said Ohio State had, what, six weeks since the allegations came out to prepare? Plenty, plenty of time. Yeah, Dude, you could tell, like, the way Ryan Day was talking about this game leading up to it, it, it wasn't just a regular rivalry game like it was a program game and when you lose program games there are consequences and I, I they are disagree. talking
5: I, I don't think they're gonna let him go they can't i don't either but there is pressure he could be on the hot seat he is he already was maybe next
6: year is the year it's that- pretty clear to me if he loses a fourth time especially when they're on probation because michigan's going to be devastated by the ncaa in the off season you think NCAA is going to give Michigan probation in the offseason? Yes. Or are they going to wait six years? No, it's going to happen this year. The, and the mm-hmm. NCAA has indicated it's expedited the process to do that. Oh. No. So, yeah, I think Michigan is going to be severely neutered. By the way, even <laughs> if that doesn't happen, Michigan is going to lose 20 guys to the NFL. And their head coach. <laughs> right. That might be a, well, we'll get into that later. But Ohio State. Later. Ohio State <laughs> has to beat Michigan next year or else he will be fired. Right. But th- these people are already on DefCon One. I see <laughs> photoshops of Deion Sanders wearing red and gray. I've seen. Th- do you really want him as a coach now? Do I? No. But some of them do. But look, if you're going to fire a guy who's fifty-six and seven, who's lost three games ever in the Big Ten, all to them, admittedly, mm. but at least two of them are going to be vacated, meaning that's one loss in the Big Ten in five years. And by the way, a guy who was one Marvin Harrison concussion away from a national title last year, right? Mm -hmm. And this year, by the way, had a chance to beat Michigan, had the ball at the end of the game, driving with an inexperienced quarterback. Who, By the way, if you go back and look at that play, if the tackle or guard for Ohio State just holds that block for one beat longer, that's a touchdown to Marvin Harrison. He walks in, Mm -hmm. and the narrative is completely different right now.
5: Boy, oh, boy. That's – it's a game of inches. It's a game of inches.
6: That's how close Ohio State has been. Mm -hmm. Now, I get it. It's not horseshoes and hand grenades. And highest level – like, high-level college football is supposed to be about this. The littlest thing makes the biggest difference. Totally true. But if you fire Ryan Day when he's 56-7 and – And last year, if Ohio State operated like an SEC program, and when Georgia tried to murder Marvin Harrison Jr. in the end zone, if Ohio State had pulled an SEC and said, nah, rub some dirt on it, stay in there, kid, they win the national championship. (laughs) What I'm saying is, and also there's this, Michigan should feel great. You should be lapping this up. But Ohio State's still the better program. Ohio State's program still recruits better. Mm -hmm. Michigan gets maybe one five-star per class. Ohio State gets a handful. Ohio State gets better players. Now, what does it mean if you're not developing them? Okay, fine. But I'm telling you, this Ohio State program is set up for more success in the future Long than term. Michigan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not even accounting for the ban hammer dropping on Michigan here in the coming months. Ohio State is still the better program. That doesn't take anything away from Michigan. Michigan owns the Big Ten. Three years is not a fluke. How did we get there? We can argue about that. Fine. But they also, more
5: importantly, own Ohio State. How soon till Michigan season is over? Since they're clearly not going to get... What do you mean? Oh, you know, shut out by by officials. they're
6: They're not winning a playoff game. I don't think so either. So here, let's do that. My takeaway from Michigan, Ohio State, goes something like this. Aside from everything Michigan fans should be feeling great about, how they just completely wrecked Ohio State even further, and that's another thing. No one's talking about this angle... Not only is this a crushing loss for Ohio State for all those reasons, for everything that's happened this year and more, Mm -hmm. this is one angle I don't hear people talking about. Ohio State had a chance. If they win this game, it could have gone down as the biggest win in the history of that rivalry because it would have validated everything that Ohio State fans have been saying, Mm -hmm. that it was all built on lies. It was a house of cards. It was all cheating, and they could have put the – Exclamation point on that sentence. Yep. And sent Michigan back into a tailspin to restore, in their eyes, the rightful balance in this rivalry. Right. And they had it there on a silver platter. <clears throat> They're driving in to get Be honest, Michigan fans, you were worried. You were scared. That McCord, awful first quarter, rest of the game, he was having his way with your defense. It's true. He's still awful. He was he's not good enough. That's true. Uh-huh. That's but also, the interception at the end, not
5: his fault. Ohio State is now, let's agree, or disagree here. Ohio State is now out.
6: Yes, there's no way they can get okay. in. By the way, if
5: Michigan loses to Iowa, no way they can get in either. That would be too bad of a loss. Assuming that they beat Iowa. They will. Which I believe they will. I don't think Alabama's going to lose. You think Alabama's going to beat Georgia. You were the one that was so upset about how they almost lost to Auburn, though. Yeah, well, I, actually, you know what? You're right, because I forgot they play each other this week. Yep, you're you're right. Nope. I think Georgia stays number one, or should be number one. Alabama will, I don't know. I still Alabama's, think Alabama. They're not getting in with two losses. Yeah, you're right. They already have one. So, okay, so who would the four be then? Ohio State's out. Michigan's in. I think the ranking will go like
6: this. Ohio State, or excuse me, uh, Georgia will be one. Yep. Michigan will be two. Oregon is going to beat Washington. They'll be three. And then the real question is, who's four? I don't think the playoff is going to put in an undefeated Florida State because the quarterbacks hurt. I really don't. I know that sounds like
5: not right and unfair. So who's the number number four with one loss? One
6: loss, Big 12 champion, Texas. And you know Hmm. the CFP wants them some Texas in the playoff. You get Georgia-Texas as the opener and Michigan-Oregon as the lesser game, the 2-3. Oh. Oh. That's a great first round. Oh. I don't mm-hmm. know if I can go more in one round watching that. <laughs> if that's what I get, uh, if, if that's what it that's is, sexy. seriously, I get to watch first, I get to watch Georgia versus Texas, a preview of the SEC to come. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Ooh, Phrasing. Uh-huh. And then I get to watch... Oregon just dismantle Michigan. You're next, ladies. Yep. Absolutely. Oh yeah.
1: I go
5: down on this guy. Uh, yeah. So so yeah, there you go. That plays out.
6: By the way, if 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 Ohio State is going to make the asinine, insane, inexplicable, indefensible move to fire Ryan Day, you have to have a plan and you have to have someone in mind that you know will come through. To me, there's only one guy. Jason Candle. <laughs> This is not Michigan State, so no. Dan Lanning. Okay. He's turned Oregon into an SEC <laughs> program. Think about what he could do with Ohio State's resources. Whew. Could you imagine that?
5: Hmm. I don't want to imagine that. And then would he be facing his former team in his first year? If he what? came to Ohio State? Cause does Ohio State play? is an Oregon coming to the Big Oh, two? yeah, yeah. Probably. So that, would, that would make some intrigue, too. Yeah. So, Oof.
6: And he's young, dude. Yeah, he's gonna be around for a long time. He that dude is that dude can coach. I like him, and he's a culture builder too. I like him a lot. Uh, one last thing, another big takeaway from Michigan Ohio State. I haven't heard people talk about this. What's interesting to me is I see a lot of Michigan fans celebrating, of course, and you should. And I'm not. There's nothing wrong with celebrating beating your rival and winning the Big Ten because it's over. You've already clinched a third straight time. Congratulations. Take nothing away. I'm not trying to do that. Right. But I see a lot of Michigan fans trying to say that this game invalidates all of the criticism tied to the cheating scandal. There's a narrative being pushed that Michigan beating Ohio State clean straight up this year proves that the cheating was not – part of what propelled them to the success of the last two and a half years and i gotta tell you man you people suck at reading a room did you watch the same game as me because the game i saw michigan looked really mortal for once that did not look like michigan ohio state of the past two years Mm -mm. and if anything Michigan should have dominated Ohio State further this year because Ohio State has regressed mightily. That offense, that is not an Ohio State offense. They may have the best player in the world. It don't matter if you don't got the C.J. Stroud to get it to him. And they
5: don't. And they don't. No. This,
6: this Michigan team for two straight years made C.J. Stroud, who's going to win NFL Rookie of the Year, and more than that, is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL already. Mm -hmm. They made him look like a jackass for two straight years. He couldn't do anything against him. Right. And then Kyle McCord, after a shaky first quarter, as Nolan Richardson would say about Allen Iverson, that boy's got the ball on a string. He was doing whatever the hell he wanted. And he had the ball with time running down, but enough yet to beat you with nothing left. And if that guard holds that, That block for half a beat more, Marvin Harrison walks in, game over, complete different narrative. Can you believe this fan base is selling that as proof that the cheating didn't matter? Guys, it's the exact opposite. Exactly. What is wrong with you people? It sounds like a joke. What the hell is wrong with you people? I mean, I know what. You're in a cult. but how how can you come away from that game I don't care what side you're on I don't care if you're objective or subjective how can you watch that game and come away thinking yep see that proves it the cheating didn't have an effect first of all then why would you do it Mm -hmm. and why would you go to such great lengths to do it surreptitiously and spend all that money and time and resource and why would you have Uncle T gloating about it on the message boards years ago when it started and by the way did that look like Michigan versus Ohio State of 2021 and 2022 to you? Uh-uh. Because all of a sudden, Michigan didn't have the exact perfect defense dialed up on every single Ohio State play action pass and vice versa. Huh. <laughs> it's almost like they didn't know which plays <laughs> were coming. It's almost like that makes a big difference. Yeah. So, hey, again, what happened on Saturday, I think, was legitimate. That was legitimate. They beat them straight up. No funny business. They lined up and they punched them in the face again. Ohio State couldn't hold up. They did a little bit better. But I think that's because they had the element of a surprise when they ran offense like a
5: normal team does. Iowa is not going to be able to to beat Michigan, I don't think. (laughs) Hell no. But anybody who is going to be remaining in the college football playoff will handily handle Michigan. I mean, I feel like Michigan... Not if Florida State's in, because they don't have a quarterback. Michigan will throttle them. I don't know. Anyone else, though? Yeah, I feel like Michigan's been exposed, and I feel like there's plenty of issues. And if they play the right team on the right day, you'll see that come to fruition. Yeah, I agree. Here are the issues. One, you're not special anymore. Right. You're good.
6: The best in the Big Ten. None of us can hold a candle. Not even Ohio State, who's clearly second best. Far and away the best in this league, but here's the thing about this league. It kind of sucks ass.
2: Mm
6: -hmm. It kind of sucks. Major. And think about what's going to happen when you go up against, you know, what what is Bo Nix going to do to Michigan's defense if if Kyle McCord was able to drive all over you? Now, I know they didn't finish as well. He turned it over in the red zone a couple of times. Unforgivable. But that's my point. Bo Nix won't do that. No. Michael Penix ain't going to do that. What's it going to be like when you go up against a team like that? I'll tell you, you ain't special on the ground anymore. Your run game, it works in the Big Ten. You can just pound people into submission. You ain't going to be able to do that to Georgia. Mm -mm. You try that crap,
5: it's going to be three and out. Can't do it against Alabama if Alabama's there.
6: And then on defense, you're not special on defense anymore, dude. Kyle McCord was marching all over you.
5: That's, that's what I'm trying to get to is I, I feel like, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're going up against Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Washington, any of those teams, they're going to they're gonna pick them apart. Yeah, th- th- this Michigan team is not special
6: like it was the last two years. Now, call me crazy, but I see the biggest difference being not being able to accurately predict the other team's plays and coverages and blitz packages every single down. It's almost like that has a critical impact on a game. But regardless of the reason, there's no denying it. This league sucks, and you didn't get better throughout the course of the season because there's nothing to sharpen you in this league. I I still can't – this fan base is is trying to tell me that the cheating didn't make a difference. And meanwhile, the last two weeks, you had to eke it out against – to a baby junior, a seven-point win against crappy-ass Maryland, and then you let Kyle McCord drop dimes all over you, and he has the ball with a chance to beat you at the end of the game, makes a mistake, Mm -hmm. and you win. And that's proof that the cheating didn't matter? Uh, really? I know you're in a cult, but it's really proof of the opposite. Yep. And you're going to find out. F around and find out, Right. What do they say? The kids say F-A-F-O? Yeah. You're going to find out, all right, the O, the F-O part is coming in the playoff. I want to do a couple of calls because we're way over. Uh, Let's go to Jeff. (gasps) Jeff has been waiting the longest. Hey, man.
3: Yeah, I wasn't able to watch the game. You're talking about They had figure skating on another channel, (laughs) and I completely forgot, so um, I'm glad that you updated us on that. Um, John Smith, I hope they put a little clause in his contract that says he can be... Uh, terminated for cause, or if Ryan Day becomes available, that that would be a nice thing to have there. Um, Ohio State will not get rid of him because of that, I promise. I know there's a lot of people out there thinking that, but uh, I think he can lose six in a row. There's nobody that's got the huge risk to fire him for that, I don't think. Um, but Here's what I really want to talk about. One question that he was asked in the uh, a couple of times now, his answer has been kind of funny. They said, Um, how much are you going to miss your alma mater and it's got to be hard to leave there Um, and he very quickly said yep meant a lot to me what i heard him say was i couldn't get the hell away from there fast enough i think with that league falling apart i think he'll bring his defensive coach in a month because i don't think there's anything really even if they were offering the head coach there's no league there's nothing to keep him there
6: well i appreciate the call jeff and thanks for your patience um i could see something that would keep him there three plus million dollars a year yeah that could Oh, uh, the dream has to leave. That's okay. Go ahead. We're running out of time here, anyway, on this segment. Um, look, what was uh, he? He mentioned something else that I was going to touch on. Do you remember what he said before the stuff about uh, about Ryan Day getting fired?
5: I can't remember now. I'll try to get it over the break. Sound good? Yep. I'm I'm here by the way for a minute. All right. Wait, yep. I thought you had to leave. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around. Are for you that. sure? Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. You got to get the hairspray, man. Somebody's got to keep you in line. Travolta and walking. They're not, they're not in it. Aw. So. The movie was pretty solid. It was. It was great.
6: All right, back after this.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickGranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done WwMeaReffin
1: East Lansing, a town square media station game 7:30 a.m. Lansing's only sportser.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.
1: From the Breslin Center to Little Caesars Arena, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident. On the game, 7.30
0: a.m.
6: Back with more Total B.S. here on Offensive Minded. Beanie with the DeWitt Dream, Steve Golf. You are crushing it with the music today. Man, you're crushing it. You know, this came from the rotator, but I do have a little depository of songs I personally like. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't get better than Chris Cornell. Rest in peace. Man. You want a little Black Hole Sun next? Sure. We could do that. I don't know if that translates well to a sports format for a bumper. What the hell? Who cares?
5: It's my (laughs) show. That's what I always say. It's perfect for a description of the Michigan State football season. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, Well, hey, uh, at least
6: basketball will lodge a win tonight. Did I just give him the kiss of death? I was just going to say, what are you doing? No, it's a winless mid-major Georgia Southern. Plus, look, you don't bring the new football coach out at a game that's in danger. So don't worry about that. Uh, he'll be there yeah i bet a lot of people are going just for that right sure they want to see the new coach i think so too um what else was on the docket today so you know look we, we covered that if you still want to weigh in on that jonathan smith like what your expectations are cool that's that's fair game i see a lot of you did weigh in on facebook you know what let me read some of those steve okay because that's only fair like We direct people to the the Facebook page for this kind of stuff. So, yeah, let's let's give you some love. And you can find that there, too. Just search Facebook for the game 730 a.m. for all of our content. And you can weigh in on stuff there in the comments or message us. So about Jonathan Smith, you know, we kind of put it out there, ask people to quantify it however they want. Did they get it right? Michael writes, I was an urban or bust guy, and I stand by that. He was a sure thing that was out there, and if we had an AD and a board that was about business, they would have done what they needed to land him. Short of that, this was probably the best option. Still not sold on whether Jonathan Smith will get us back to the 2010's D'Antonio era, but we will see. Hope I'm wrong, but I expect he will turn us around to being mid in the Big Ten again and competing, but probably still losing to our rival. Now, Steve, you have a Gen Z slash Alpha, (laughs) Generation Alpha, yeah, daughter,
5: I do. Could you translate "mid" for me? Oh, you don't know what "mid" means? Yeah, no. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's basically saying you know, middle of the pack, and just sort of, yeah, just not great. Meh, meh. Okay. Yeah, there's another Gen Z thing. Is it? Alpha I thought. Thing. I thought meh. I knew what meh
3: means. Meh. I'm not okay. really sure.
5: Anyway,
6: Justin writes: I was surprised by this hire. Sparty hired a coach who was at his alma mater was well-connected to that network and was trusted with those resources for a reason. He's an Oregon State legend. While he is a great offensive mind, I can't help but be skeptical of what he's going to be able to accomplish at MSU. I commend him for breaking out of a comfort zone now that its football uh, Now that it's f- football, future is in question. But at the same time, taking this chance on Sparty and vice versa is eyebrow-raising, to say the least. His knowledge of Pac-12 opponents will be valuable, and he's just under the radar enough that it actually might work. This isn't the first John Smith MSU has gambled on, though.
5: Oh, okay. Come on. I know you said that. It's like, ah, it's like, you know, this weird Dude, it triggers the meld. PTSD. It does. It boggles How can it the not? mind. It does, but, but come on.
6: It's just a name. Right, but look, okay, Michigan State hiring a coach by the name of John Anything Smith, the name John Smith is kind of like the, the short mustache. Hitler made that taboo. John L. Smith made any variation of the name Jonathan Smith taboo? Mm. Smile.
3: (laughs) Smile. Oh,
6: what a psycho.
3: The kids are playing their tail off, and the coaches are screwing it up. Mm. (sighs)
6: Boy, I'm not ready to go back to uh, that. Look, he's he's clearly a better coach than that dude. Yeah. Although that guy was pretty accomplished when they hired him. Yikes. Mm. Um, Look, he had to leave Oregon State. He had to. Here's why. Jonathan Smith wants to be a big-time college football coach. Okay, there's no way to do that at a school that doesn't have a conference. Yeah. And I suspect that's going to change, but it's going to be the Mountain West. Yeah. That means his money was going to go down. Do you understand, people,
5: the financial consideration involved here? Let me explain it to you. Well, first of all, not just the financial, but if you are a good coach and you're young enough into your career where you're not going to spend 25 years at a school— why not try to go and improve your lot? Why not go and try to step up a little bit? And as good as Oregon State was, and certainly better than Michigan State this year, but as an overall program, Michigan State's, like you've said millions of times, Michigan State's a top 20 school. Mm-hmm. You know, This is a top 20 gig. I think we're
6: headed to a place where, okay, so right now the Power 5 jobs, there's 70 Power 5 schools. The Power 5 jobs are treated sort of reverentially, mm-hmm. right? Because of what all what comes with them, all the amenities they afford. That's the, been the paradigm for the last generation or so. The next iteration of that, and we might already be there, is there's going to be a power... Hold on, I'm trying to do the math. <laughs> How big's the Big Ten getting? 18? Something like that. Yeah, it's, there's going to be a power 34. Jeez. It's going to be the Big Ten and SEC jobs. Those are going to be what the current 70 power five jobs are going
5: forward. Yeah.
6: And having one of those jobs, you're going to be a cut above everybody else. Right. There's that. But I get why people are shocked. He left his school because I don't know a lot about him personally, but I've talked to some people who are more connected to the West coast and PAC 12 neighborhood. And there was a general sense about Jonathan Smith that he was the kind of guy who would be happy to stay at Oregon State his entire career because it was his home Mm -hmm. and he had built something good there that was sustainable, and they could see him being like a Kirk Ferentz. That's just there. That's his one and only head coaching job, and he started and ended there. Mm. That's what they thought he would be, but with more success than Kirk Ferentz and certainly with an offense that does not set the game back centuries. But I digress. I, I could see that. But what changed that, and this is what people have to understand, that college football is a business first and foremost now. And it has very serious economic ramifications on the schools, the players, the coaches, the administrators, the local economies are directly tied up in this thing. So what does that matter to Jonathan Smith? Let me put it to you real simple. The Pac-12 in its final year, its conference TV revenue-sharing payout was something like $35 million per school. By the way, that's like the lowest in the Power Five. So that's considered, you know, poverty level? Chump chain. <laughs> the Big Tens is at like 60 this year, yeah, right? right? So that's the best one to the worst one in the Power Five. 60 to like 35, yeah. 34, something like that. They're moving to the Midwest, or excuse me, they're moving to the Mountain West Conference probably. Do you know what their conference revenue sharing TV payout bill was per school? I do. 13. Th- 3 million. 3 million. That's a $30 million difference. 30 million now obviously that's a lot of money but we're just kind of in the dark about what exactly that means here no problem i did the work for you let me put it into context for you think about all of the best athletic departments in college sports you can if you want to include michigan state fine but i'm talking about the ones that make the most money michigan ohio state texas Miami even you know the big brands that bring in the most money do you know that those brands that represent the biggest economic windfalls in college sports barely break even at best and even many of them are in the red Hmm. that's how stupid this entire industry is it doesn't work like our free market economy where if something isn't making money it gets gobbled up and creative destruction takes over and it's Just part of the past. Now, this is all completely arduous. This is like the Soviet centralized (laughs) economy. It's all stupid and made up. But the point I'm getting at is $30 million makes a huge difference for everybody. Mm -hmm. We talked, you know, back when Michigan fans were threatening mutiny. Well, we'll just leave the Big Ten. No, you won't. Right. They won't. You know why? Because despite (laughs) the cult-like behavior, I don't even say like, despite the cult behavior, the people in charge at Michigan are actually pretty smart people and good businessmen and women. And Michigan's athletic department made a record $17 million in profit last year. If they left the Big Ten, that profit would turn into a deficit overnight.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Big. Deficit. And that's for Michigan. Mm-hmm. Now, think about what that's like for Oregon State. Oregon State, which is going to lose $30 million from its revenue. Overnight. That's about to happen. That's why he left. It's not sustainable anymore. I'm not saying Oregon State's not going to play football anymore. They will. They'll find a way to do it. They'll join the, the Mountain West and rebrand that probably as a new pack, whatever. But it ain't going to command
5: the same kind of money. Well, let's, and let's clarify something. That money doesn't go to the coach, but he'll get a portion of it. Right. It all trickles down, for lack of a better term,
6: <laughs> and it all impacts – Everything involved. Yeah. That the, the conference TV revenue sharing payout is the largest chunk of the revenue pie for these programs. That is their life force. They need that. That's the most important thing outside of donor support. Anyone loses any significant amount of what they're getting right now. And even if they are making money, which most of these programs aren't, they go from making money to losing a hell of a lot. Yeah. Like that. That's why he left Oregon State. It's a business decision, guys. He wants to be a big-time college football coach. It's that simple. It's like a, a guardian angel came to him in his sleep and said, "Jonathan, do you want to be a big-time college football coach?" Yes, guardian angel, then you have to get the hell out of here. You have to leave Corvallis. This sink this, this ship is taking on water. It's that simple. It sucks. He didn't do anything to deserve that. Oregon State didn't deserve that. Just the way it is, unfortunately. College football has become a bloodthirsty capitalist enterprise at the expense of tradition and everything we love. The greed for more money, which is largely driven by the administrators and the TV executives, has completely devoured our tradition. And everything we love most about it. Bedlam's gone. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Mm. I know nobody cares about these these that I'm mentioning, but like Texas, Texas Tech is gone. That's a big deal. Texas, TCU, they've been playing that like as long as Michigan and Michigan State have been playing. That's gone. Yeah. Isn't that madness? Oregon, Oregon State's done. That's crazy. Broke my heart over the weekend to see after the game, the Oregon Duck, his official... Twitter account, he posted this photo of him with his arm around the beaver and they're both looking at the stadium for the last time. Aww. That's some sad stuff.
5: That's like a Disney movie. (laughs) It really is. It's so sad. I mean, it's funny, but it's sad, dude. Like, what... I am a traditionalist and I hate to see this stuff happening because I live for, like, rivalry week. Absolutely. When when those games come on, man, I don't care if I watch Alabama and Auburn ever, but when that game comes on, I'm like... I could skip all their other games all, all year long, but when those two play each other, I'm watching every second. Feel the same way? Yep. I feel the same way. It sucks. I, I do think at some point,
6: I know a lot of people are already there, but at some point, I think overall as, as an audience, as consumers, college football fans are going to hit a critical mass where we all stand back and are like, what the hell are we doing anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, we, I think most reasonable minds understand it's a business and it has to make dollars and cents sense. Mm
5: -hmm.
6: I think most of us know. But at some point, we're going to be like, at what cost? This is unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. The Washington State quarterback is in the transfer portal and already has almost a dozen million plus dollar offers. He's not even good. (laughs) What are we doing anymore? We've got teams from the San Francisco Bay Area in the ACC. That makes sense. The A stands for Atlantic. (laughs) They are literally on the
5: Pacific. What are we doing? (laughs) They've at least got to rename the conferences. Jeez. The Big Ten
6: geographically is like some olden-aged American (laughs) patriotic song. It stretches from sea to shining sea. Nothing makes sense anymore. The only thing that makes sense is the bottom line, and it's never been better. I get it. I do. But Jesus Christ, when do we stop? Yeah. All right, look, I'm at... pursuit
5: of the mighty dollar.
6: I know I'm overreacting. Like, this should be a good day. State's got, a, I think, a good coach. The future's bright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that story about the Washington State quarterback with all these million-plus-dollar offers... That blows me away. It'd be one thing if Caleb Williams was in the portal and those teams were lining up with that kind of money. Okay, I get
5: mm-hmm. it. He's the best quarterback. Get him out of USC.
6: Can anyone name the Washington State quarterback? No. <laughs> what are we? What are we doing, dude?
5: Mm. I mean, is it just me? Do you feel that way? No, it's it's crazy. It's 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 out of control. Think about next year. We're gonna turn on.
6: You can turn on the ACC network. And you're gonna have Stanford at Boston College. Wh- what? Cal at Florida
5: State. Mm. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Maybe they should name it the Coast to Coast Conference. <laughs> of the Atlantic Coast. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. See, put me
6: in, Coach. Oh my God. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait <laughs> till USC has to play in the
5: middle of a cornfield at noon Eastern the first time. We'll Not see how much love they love this. Yeah. You just imagine the logistics of getting these teams. I mean, you when you're in the Big Ten, historically, get in the bus, drive for five hours to your destination, and you're done. Now they're going to have to get on planes, and they're going to be traveling like every single weekend, flying hither and yon. It's, I, I guess the universities just need to do something with all this money they have. It's oh, crazy. I, I, look, the, the simple, I'll tell you the simple solution, but we can't have it.
6: And I don't mean to sound like a chauvinist or misogynist, but the biggest problem is Title IX. The reason everything is so revenue dependent is because of Title IX, right? Because in order to have our ninety whatever football scholarships, we have to offset that with ninety whatever female scholarships. So we have to have. It, it just creates this ongoing thing where we got to have all these different sports nobody wants. And I'm sorry if you're an Olympic sport fan, and maybe there's like maybe right now like a a swimmer from Michigan state is listening or track and field. Uh, I got no, no hate. Yeah. I, I appreciate what you, I couldn't do what you do, but here's the thing. Nobody cares. People don't show up and pay money to watch that. And people don't pay a monthly subscription fee to watch that on TV. But look again, this is what I mean when I say college sports do not abide by the laws of economic nature. If, if the college sports infrastructure was part of the free market economy, there would be no non-revenue sports. There wouldn't even be college hockey because most of those don't make money. Most college basketball programs would be gone. It would largely be football and that's it for most schools. Mm -hmm. But see, it doesn't work that way because of Title IX. We got to have the balance of scholarships between men and women, which creates this whole issue. And I don't even know why I'm talking about it because there's no solution. We can't undo it. We just got to get by. But there is one thing every school could do right now, which would be eliminate Olympic sports. Eliminate as many non-revenue sports as possible while still maintaining the scholarship balance. I don't know why they don't do that. That would help with the craziness. Would we still have bloodlust for money? And probably because of that, some weird conference realignment, probably just because of greed in general. But I don't think it would be as bad. I don't think Cal and Stanford would be in the ACC because that's the only place that would take them. I definitely don't think Oregon State and Washington State would be homeless.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: I don't. It, nothing makes sense anymore, dude. I don't, <sighs> I'll Go to break. It's total BS. Unoffensive minded. It's gonna be oh, okay. Yeah, this is a perfectly timed live read. <laughs> the game 7 30 a.m our local u.s marine corps reserve and the salvation army are all teaming up to collect toys for tots every child deserves to wake up to a new toy on christmas morning just like oregon state and washington state deserve to wake up with a new conference and with your help we'll make sure every kid in mid michigan gets that new toy on christmas morning we can't do anything about washington state and oregon state but we can for Toys for Tots. So between now and December 8th, drop off a new unwrapped toy at any of these collection points. Our station studios right here at 3420 Pine Tree Road in Lansing. Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Jackson. Any of the three Hudson, Inc. locations in Charlotte, Mason, or Williamston. Alumni Hall by the Apple Store in Eastwood Town Center. Or Mother and Earth Baby Boutique. That's 100 Cesar Chavez Avenue in Old Town. Members of the Marine Corps Reserve will work to distribute toys to underprivileged children in mid-December. Together, we'll make sure every child in mid-Michigan has a Merry Christmas.
1: Sure, you could listen to Static. (laughs) Or you could get the free Game 730 AM mobile app in your app store today and listen longer without the interruptions from the static. Listen live to all your favorite moments in sports and hear all the action. The Game 730 AM app also has tons of great restaurant deals for you. It's waiting for you right now in the app store today. The Game 730 AM app is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident.
0: The
1: Detroit Red Wings are back for another season on the Lansing Sports Network. He
0: shoots, he
6: scores on the back end.
1: Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM. Never miss a game again, whether you're on the go or just like doing it the old-fashioned way and sitting around the radio.
4: Harkin scores from
1: the right side. Every faceoff and every playoff can be heard on Lansing's exclusive home for Detroit Red Wings hockey 1240 WJIM Lansing's only home for hockey. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go
5: the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly
2: and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the
6: extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Sports, opinions, and you. The station Lansing turns to for sports. Turns to for sports. The game, 730 a.m. <laughs>
6: That's
3: CM Punk's music. CM Punk is here.
5: What'd you make of that? That was so awesome. Survivor Series War Games. I yeah. called it. I called it. I never wavered. You know what I called you, and you didn't answer. I know. I that's was too okay. busy. I hanging deserve offspring.
6: It. Now it's okay. You ignored my, feel my like texts all day. I did, but I feel like I'm
5: an honorary golf spring. You are kind of. So I'm you kind could, of could be my one of my ch- children.
6: Uh, by the way, before we lose the entire audience, we're talking about WWE Survivor Series war games where CM, CM Punk returned to the WWE for
5: the first time in nine years since basically trying to tear it down. To dive deeper into the nerdery, one of the coolest things that happened was I was watching and, and they put up their logo at the very end of the show. Match was over. They yes. put up their logo. Copyright 2023. Ru- w- but I said, it doesn't say... What it normally says. Right. So I don't think it's over. And then as soon as I said that to the kids, it was like... Yeah. yeah.
6: yeah. I mean, you could feel they were hanging on that wide shot a little too long yeah. at the end of the show. And then sure enough, they're playing Cody Rhodes' song, song right? Mm-hmm. Kingdom or whatever it's called.
5: Yep. And then I heard the static... Yeah. There the it is. Yeah. That's the remastered version, right? Hey, that just whether, came you, out. whether people like wrestling or not, and my wife's one of those people who doesn't, can't understand it. There is not a single entity in this world that does marketing like WWE, period, in any business. Those people take over entire cities months in advance to promote shows. It's amazing. It's really an amazing machine. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. They are kind of like the original guerrilla marketers. Yeah, absolutely. It works too. It does. All right. Enough wrestle talk. Yeah.
6: Before we lose the entire audience, uh, look. Honest to God, I would love to actually talk about it like we would anything else. Like do a whole segment on it, like we did Michigan, Ohio State, or whatever. Jonathan Smith. I just don't think enough people would like that that are listening right now. We should take a people poll. If
5: you want more wrestle talk with Beanie and Steve, let us you know.
6: You know what the real solution here is in this day and age, especially, would be for us to do a podcast on it. There you have it.
5: Looking There's at- enough interest there, we, we, in the building, people that want to <clears a> podcast. <throat> yeah, looking at you, sales. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, let's uh-huh. let's shift
6: your let's end the show today. Well, let's make some time for Lions Talk. All right, because mm. I've definitely neglected that the last you know few few shows. Just no, time you mentioned it. it. You well, mentioned it yesterday. No, someone called in and mentioned it. I told them I wanted to save it today. And let, b- before we get started, I to, <laughs> let me just say this: I take honest to God. No pleasure in talking about this. Everyone thinks because I'm a cheesehead, like, I'm on cloud nine and I'm ready to just dunk on you. No. You know why? I know my team is
5: trash. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you've admitted that from day one. Was it fun to win? Yeah, because I went in there expecting to get my ass beat. Well, you don't think that much of uh, Jordan Love. I don't, and I still don't. And we made him look like a... (sighs) A superstar,
6: you did, but also you made Justin Fields look like that. That's why I don't care about this performance. It doesn't mean a lot to me. Now I was at the game, uh huh, with my girlfriend and a couple members of her family who are all hardcore Lions fans. Mm-hmm. But and I knew I was going to be outnumbered, which is unusual for Packers fans going to Ford Field on Thanksgiving. That was right. my fourth one, and it was the first time where it was the first time where there were hardly any Packers fans. It's a sea of Honolulu blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was also, by the way, a record low number of actual Packers available. And that makes this all so much worse. The mm. Packers are bad to begin with. Yeah. The offense is legitimately a kindergarten. The Packers quarterback wide receiver tight end combo has the lowest combined salary in the NFL by something like $25 million. It's insane. They're all kids. Mm -hmm. They're all all first- or second-year players, except Love, who might as well be a first-year player, right? They're trying to bleed salary. They're not trying to compete. And on top of that, their defense is bad, despite all the talent, because Joe Barry is terrible, and he's in charge of it. And half the team is hurt. Yeah. And they came in there and whooped the lion's ass beginning to end. How does that happen? Because it can't. Mental mistakes, small hands. Well, that he's, (laughs) dude, you you see why the Lions need the best offensive line in the league because when people get to him, he fumbles. His hands are too little. Yeah. It's true. I'm not trying to be funny, but Jerry Goff has statistically the smallest hands of any starting quarterback, Mm -hmm. meaning you hit him. It's harder to hold on to the ball. Yep. And Rashawn Gary hit him, sacked him three times. Ball came out all three times.
5: Can't get away from that guy.
6: Well, (laughs) what happened to Panay Sewell, dude? He went from, like, he let up, like, one pressure in, like, four games or something like that. Statistically, the best right tackle in the league. And then Rashawn Gary treated him like a turnstile. Yeah. Now, I get, Rashawn Gary's good. Don't oh. get me wrong. But Rashawn Gary is not Nick Bosa. He's not Max Crosby. He's, a, he's more of a bull rusher. He doesn't have a whole arsenal of moves. But it didn't
5: matter. He owned Panay Sewell. I just don't want to see the Lions buy into their own hype. And it almost, I don't want to say that that's what they did. But I just, like, they should have done much better against against the packers yeah plain and simple that's a bad offensive line should have stepped up they should have held them back they should have made room i mean david montgomery can't do it all on his own he's doing great i mean he's 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 been awesome i mean really the lions offense has been pretty decent but that line is oh boy oh boy it's a good thing we got good receivers and good running backs they are a little
6: hurt but it's still not an excuse
5: yeah cousin jared needs to step up the game a little bit. And uh, defensively. Yeah. So Let's stop making mediocre quarterbacks look like world beaters.
6: That's the biggest takeaway for me, obviously. And it, it just makes it even more damning that they didn't make a move for a pass rusher, I guess. No. I, I, d- I would not have supported mortgaging the future for a Max Crosby type. But Even I
5: now... Based on what Even you've
6: Even now, because you could have gotten Chase Young for a throwaway third-round pick. Why not do that? I don't know. It would have helped. Yeah. But look, the biggest take, here's my biggest takeaway. That defense is going to end your playoff run in the first game. Yeah, that's what you said. I, that's not a defense. I can't dispute that. I can't dispute that. You play any playoff team because it takes being good to get in the playoffs. We know that. It doesn't matter who it is. They're going to come in there, in your house, and control the game because of that defense. And you're over, you're done because of that. So you got to find a way to minimize it. I'll just say right now Aaron Glenn should be fired. He Mm. should be fired. This is not the first time they've gone through an awful streak like this. In fact, it was the 10 games last year that saved his ass. Now, are they going to get some guys back? Yes. Will James Houston all of a sudden turn this into a line that can constantly get pressured? No. CJ Gardner Johnson might make a bigger impact because of what he means spiritually.
5: Okay. But dude it's clear to me Aaron Glenn just ain't getting it done yeah uh, we got to do something Uh, it you know you asked a few weeks ago if it was time to you know after the loss to Chicago or the the game against Chicago I should say if we should be panicking and it was like no no everybody has a bad game once in a while but based on what I've seen the last two yikes well last three the defense has been
6: non-existent By the way, something else that's getting lost in the shuffle behind the defense, and deservedly so, the defense should far and away be everyone's top concern. Jared Goff has been really painfully averaged the last five games. He went from being perhaps the most consistently elite quarterback the prior two seasons before to the last five games. Listen to this. Uh, still a good pre- completion percentage, just a hair under sixty-seven percent about 1,450 yards, but seven touchdowns to five interceptions. Plus, you know, three more turnovers. So he's turned the ball over more than he's thrown touchdowns in the mm. last five games. Well, look, you're going to get beat, <clears throat> especially when your defense can't stop anybody. That's the bigger problem, dude. Look, we know this offense is good and super complete. We know that. Yeah. And part of what threw them off was the fact that the Packers came out and set the tone early and built up that quick lead. It took the Lions out of the run game, and that's what forced a lot of these turnovers was throwing the ball more in in unusual situations yeah they let the packers tee off and pin their ears back that's part of what led to what happened but he's got to be better than that dude that's
5: that's just that's not even good that's just bad i'm a little concerned about the last three games on their schedule the uh, vikings cowboys and then vikings again i'm not too worried about the saints and the bears (laughs) did you see minnesota last night broncos yeah but but it doesn't matter it, it matters, it's still the Steve. lions and and if they start going back to their old ways this is going to be well, listen, hold go on. from hold on good to bad quickly i'm telling you the division is still clinched don't worry about that
6: but i thought the goal was you know bigger than, than that this year at least it was to me but don't worry about the division Packers too far back. Minnesota's probably already too far back. And oh yeah, by the way, in case you didn't notice, they lost to the Bears last <laughs> night without the Bears even needing a touchdown. Yeah. The Bears beat them on field goals.
5: Yeah, that's 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 sad.
6: You might at that point you should just forfeit the rest of the season. <laughs> if you let the Bears beat you without a touchdown, you should just fold up shop. It is called football after all. That Josh Dubs thing is over. Can we agree <laughs> he ain't good? It was just a little novelty thing that was cute for a couple of weeks. Right. Now it's done. Like this show today. It flew by, man. This is fun, man. Are you coming in tomorrow, too? Love it. I would love to. All right. Let's extend total BS into tomorrow. So until 4 to 6, be safe and be good.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,